Hey, this is Eastlake BBA, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message. All right. Hi, I'm Luis, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, so I've been praying. It's on me to find us a speaker. And I've been praying for a speaker. And something that came through was a series of going through the big book of us reading and and as if you've been to a the big Bronx meeting if you ever shared there um, they read through the through the big book and uh, it's been my experience that as as some, you come across a paragraph or or some words you just share your experience and where you're at and and I almost didn't even want to go with go through with it because I didn't want to, I was like, why are you going to change it? But um, then I remembered, I was uh, invited a couple years ago to a meeting, and I got to share, and um, after I got to share, the uh, literature rep and one of the founders of that meeting, he, it was his turn to share, and he said that he had 10 years of sobriety and he had never read the big book. And I was like amazed that the literature rep with 10 years of sobriety <laughs> had never read the big book. And so that thought came across as well. And you know, um, this meeting reaches people beyond these walls. And last week I got uh, multiple messages of people saying, thank you for the podcast. You know, that it's really helping them out. And so, um, with that, it was like, let's just go for it um, through the end of the year uh, and see how far we get and see what the results are. Because more than any other meeting, this meeting should be willing to, to be inspired and be guided by the Spirit and see where we go. And so with that said, um, the first thing that came to mind was let's start with a set-aside prayer because it's this tool, this prayer that really helps us, you know, when you start the Big Book Awakening workshop. And so I'm going to read the one that's right on the general page of our Big Book Awakening uh, little manual here. And it says, God, please enable me to set aside everything I think I know for an open mind and a new experience. Help me see the truth about this book, the meetings, the 12 steps, and my disease. And so with that said, um, I'm just going to open. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open and I'm just going to start reading from the beginning. And when my 20 minutes is up, where I stop uh, is where the next person will pick up next week. And you will have time to, to reflect on the, you know, on the reading for next week. However, wherever you go, right, at your pace. And so I'm going to ask for people in this room to volunteer. And we'll just start putting ourselves on the schedule of who's next. So we all get a chance to participate. And so, you know, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm looking at the first page. And uh, when we go through this, we write on there the first promise of hope. It says the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. And I want you to know that I am recovered. You'll hardly ever hear me say it. Because the last thing I want to do is basically um, 
get into the controversy regarding that word, but I am. God removed this problem long ago. The virus is still in my system, but I am no longer in bondage to it. I am no longer, you know, suffering from alcoholic torture and is exactly the miracle that is promised in this book. And so um, the cool thing is, is that when you get to this place of being happy, joyous and free, you can uh, basically deny your own right to, to use that word. It's up to you. I used it for years until I stopped. Um, okay, so I'll keep moving forward. Uh, our table of contents, the preface we write, this is where you find the general information. We write, this is a textbook meant to be done in order. The, uh, this outline is where each step is found in the big book. The doctor's opinion, step one. Bill's story, physical craving body. Uh, there's a solution is the, where we find the mental obsession. You know, when I first got here, I was in touch with that mental obsession. I, I just called it cravings. But I knew that I was basically under that. I was obsessed with the idea of controlling and managing my drinking. Um, it was a daily struggle. Uh, more about alcoholism, we write, is that where we find the unmanageability. And uh, in We Agnostics, step two, how it works, steps three and four, into action, steps five and 11, working with others, carrying the message, step 12. And I'm just gonna push through to the preface. And it says, this is the fourth edition of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. The first edition appeared in April, 1939. And in the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition, published in 1955, reached a total of more than uh, 1,150,500 copies. The third edition, which came off the press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. Because this book has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recovery, there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been left largely untouched in the course of revisions made for the second, third, and fourth editions. What this just said is, is that um, the AA recovery program is found in this big book. This is where it is. And this is what Big Book Awakening is all about. It's just it's a different way of going through this book on a very basic definition of what BBA is. Um, the section called The Doctor's Opinion has been kept intact just as it was originally written in 1939 by the late Dr. William D. Silkworth and society, our society's great medical benefactor. The second printing of the first edition added the appendix, spiritual experience. In the second edition, the appendices of AA tradition, the medical view, and the religious view of AA. The Lasker Award and information on how to contact AA were added, and the appendix of the Alcoholic Foundation was discontinued. But the chief change was in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth. Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and the other personal history from the first edition were retained intact. Three were edited, and one of those 
one of these were retitled. New versions of stories were written. You know, um, the gift that I have, I'm coming up on nine years, and the thing that I have most is um, I have a rescue story. And it's my rescue story that allow, it's this is that allows me to share that with people what God, that God did for me, what I could not do for myself. And it's this that allows me to connect with the newcomer. It's this rescue story. And so, um, uh, in the third edition, part one, the pioneers of AA was left unchanged. Nine of the stories in part two, they stopped in time, were carried over from the second edition. Eight new stories were added in part three, the lost nearly all. They lost nearly all. Eight stories were retained. Five new ones were added. This fourth edition includes the 12 concepts for world service and revises the three sections of personal stories as follows. One new story has been added to part one and two that originally appeared in part three and have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Six of the stories in part two have been carried over. 11 and new ones have been added. 11 take out. My experience, I've done this like three or four times. Once we get past this preface, it gets a lot better. <laughs> so we just have to push through. We just have to push through. We have to trust. Part three now includes 12 new stories. Eight were removed in addition to the new that were transferred to part one. All changes made over the years in the big book, AA members' fond nickname for this volume, have had this same purpose, to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately and thereby to reach more alcoholics. Exactly, to reach more alcoholics. You know, um, this group has done a really good job of going beyond these walls, you know, and I've always been grateful to Michael who's always supported me in, uh, in these crazy ideas, you know, and as a team, uh, we pull this together. And um, let me keep going. Um, if you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt that, or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. You know, when I got here, I was so broken and so desperate and, you know, uh, filled with guilt, shame, and remorse. And um, I really had tried everything that I was willing to try on my own before I got here. And so it was a, a fresh w wind of hope. You know, that first meeting that I got to um, where people were sharing their experience, strength, and hope. And, um, and I heard the word God, and even though I didn't want to, you know, anything to do with God, I still stayed, you know, um, because I, I needed help. I needed help. And so forward to the first edition. This is a forward as it appeared to the first printing of the first edition, 1939. We, we Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And there's that word again, recovered, right? I have recovered, you know, and the promises are real. This, this solution works. 
Um, and it takes work. And there's going to be pain and there's going to be suffering the whole way through. And even after you've gone through your first round. Because the reality is, is the way that I was living, there's a lot of consequences that I was ignoring. And now for the first time, I'm actually taking responsibility for some of it. <laughs> a little bit at a time. Right? Because some of it I still want to, I don't want to address. Um, or I don't know how. Um, for them, we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication will be necessary. We think this account of our experiences will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that alcoholic is a very sick person. And besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. And so what we're offering here is a new way of living. And, you know, uh, what it takes is to basically abandon your old life, your old way, for a new way that you have no idea what it's going to look like. But if you keep coming back, you'll start to hear um, people's stories of what it was like before, what happened and what it's like now. And hopefully it's what it's like now is what you want um, that will pull you through because you're going to need reasons why you want to do this. You know, at first you might be the reasons, my son might be your wife, your family, but over, over time it has to be me. I want this for me and I'm willing to trade everything. It's what I did. I went all in on this, all in. And you know, Michael's the one that's here that can testify to that, you know, uh, with everything I had. And um, it is important that we remain anonymous because we are too few at present to handle the overwhelming number of personal appeals, which may result from this publication. Being mostly business or professional folk, we could not well carry our occupation in such an event. We would like to, it understood that our alcoholic work is a avocation. When writing or speaking publicly about alcoholics, alcoholism, we urge each of our fellowship to omit his personal name, designating himself instead as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Very earnestly, we ask the press also to observe this request, for otherwise we shall be greatly handicapped. We are not an organization in the conventional way or sense of the word. There is no fees or no dues whatsoever. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. We are not allied with any particular faith, sect, or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. And you know, um, this very, this group started because there wasn't very many rooms that were open to the idea that there's a different way of going through this book. You know, um, this room, the, this group was started so that those of us that were having an experience with this way of going through this could openly share without fear of persecution or opposition and just share what's in your heart and how your life is changing. You mean, you're not, maybe we're not there yet, but for the first time, I went from being hopeless to hope. 
you know, and I found it, I found it in some AA rooms and I was opposed in others, you know, and eventually it was like, why don't we just start our own where we can be for each other? And that's what we've built in the past, what is it, seven years? Um, inquiry by scientific, medical, and religious societies will be welcomed. Alcoholics Anonymous. How much time do I have left? Okay, good. Forward to the second edition. Figures given to this forward describe the fellowship as it was in 1955. As you can see, read it, we're going to read at our own pace. And if something nudges you, pulls on you, go, go in there, right? Um, you'll have a chance to volunteer to be our next reader. You'll, have, you'll pick up from where I left off, so you'll have time to read and reflect and come prepared, you know? And all you need is a willingness and our set-aside prayer. Um, since the original forward to this book was written in 1939, a wholesale miracle has taken place. There it is, a miracle. It's exactly what I needed. And it's exactly what is being offered through this program. And exactly what it's gonna take. And a miracle is simply this, it is a sign that points to God. God did for me what I could not do for myself. And I know that for some of us, when we first get here, it was, it was my experience too. Anything but God. <laughs> Anything but God. And if you feel that way, you're in the right place. Because that's how many of us started. And we invite you to just keep coming back. You know? Come and hang out. Right? That is the message of this church that says... You can belong before you believe. Then it is true in this room. Um, Sixteen years have elapsed between our first printing of this book. Oh, wait. Our earliest printing voiced the hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination already. Continues the early text. Twos and threes and fives of us have sprung up in this communities. Sixteen years have elapsed between our first printing of this book and the presentation in 1955 of our second edition. In that brief space, Alcoholics Anonymous has mushroomed into nearly 6,000 groups whose membership is far above 150,000 recovered alcoholics. You know, um, I don't know about any other room, but I can speak for this one, and that is the aim that we do recover from this disease. And it's for all of us. Um, because believe me, if it can happen for me, it can happen for you. Um, groups are to be found, found in each of the United States and all the provinces of Canada. AA has flourished, has flourishing communities in the British Isles, Scandinavia countries such South Africa, South America, Mexico, Alaska, Australia, and Hawaii. All told, promising beginnings have been made in some 50 foreign countries and U.S. possessions. And, you know, some of us in this room today, we just fit, racked up uh, a workshop, an international workshop, Big Book Awakening. Thank you. And uh, the group that I, that I got to guide was in Spain. And um, some of them are in Germany, Switzerland, and... You know, um, 
I would have, at first, you know, a few years back, uh, Australia was in my heart. As I was going through the spiritual awakening and I was felt like I was being called out there and, and then pandemic happens and suddenly we're all on Zoom and, and suddenly there's people from Australia in our meetings and now I have brothers and sisters in Australia and even though I have not yet visited, I already have people there um, that I look forward to meeting for the first time, but who I know for a long time now, you know? And the same thing is, is uh, I do plan on going to Spain uh, in the next couple of years, and um, there's people there waiting for me already. And it's, it's because of Big Book Awakening, you know? Um, I, lost, I lost my, my household. Thankfully, I, I didn't lose my family. I just lost the structure of the way it looks. But uh, just a few, few days ago, the four, for the first time, the four of us were on the couch watching a movie. And that had not happened since the separation. And the reason I bring it up is because... Um, man, I lost my train of thought. But I owe so much to this program. And so much of the promises have come, come true. And uh, I could have never planned my life the way it is now. But it's, and that's the point. It's much more richer and fuller because it involves, includes so many more people. By the time I hit bottom, I was a lone wolf, deep, deep in alcoholism, isolation, in torture, and nobody knew me. And today there's people who know me who really know me, and especially if you're in these rooms. Um, and so that's where I'm just going to stop. Uh, we're, the next person is going to pick up on the forward to the second edition next week. The spark that was to flare into the first AA group. That's what we'll pick up. And so um, if you want to be our reader next week, just come see me after the meeting. And, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, so thank you for letting me share. By the way, uh, I'm Michael. I'm an addict and an alcoholic. And I think we are going to have some fun. This is going to be a great new way, at least new way for us to go through it. And if you're interested in bringing your own big book and bringing a pencil or a pen and taking notes, there will be some notes here that uh, you'll want to keep. I know that uh, that's how it's worked for me. Set aside prayer. Um, God, please enable me to set aside everything I think I know about me and you and the book and recovery and, oh my God, I'm keeping myself sober for the rest of the life. I can never drink. I'm never going to be happy. Let me set aside all of that thinking in favor of an open mind and a new experience. And that, when we do the work and we set the stage with that prayer, to me it becomes an agreement between me and my creator about what I'm going to hear and the experience I have. It's not as much somebody coming up here and lecturing us and telling us what to believe. There is a certain amount of that, but if I say the prayer ahead of time, then it really becomes an agreement between me and God. Hey God, you help me have open ears to hear a message that is going to change my heart and change my life. Because all those old ideas 
Are the same ones, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. No, like, no, thanks, but no. I've had enough of my thinking, right? So starting our work and putting all those prayers at the beginning of the book has been really helpful. And then it talks about on the contents, hey, we're going uh, to do this in order as if it's a textbook. It's an assignment. It's homework. It's a lot of work. But a couple pages later, we actually put a note in there that says this is, more than a book. It's more than a lesson. It's an experience that is going to keep me sober, happy, joyous, and free, and give me a relationship with my creator that I've never had before. Um, But I have to practice it like an assignment first. I have to dot all the I's, put all the information in there, and, and be really sincere with my work and do it a couple of times probably, and then I will have the experience that uh, most of us have had here. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff that Luis already read. Um, all changes in the years over the, the big book. So just in case anybody needs to know this, because I did, when I went to a bunch of meetings and I was so shy and timid and I wouldn't ask questions, I just was too shy to ask for help. I thought the big book and the good book were the same thing. So every time y'all said the big book, I thought, oh, I got Bible at home. I don't need another one, right? So apparently this is the big book and the other one's the good book. So if anybody needs to know that, I definitely did. I thought they were the same one and I was too shy to ask. So, um, and then those questions when we go through the work together, um, did this happen to me? Have I felt like that? And do I think this is going to work for me too? And it may be a tall order along the way. Do I really think this is going to work for me? Well, I don't know. Let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. And then precisely how we've recovered is the main purpose of this book. So yeah, we're going to talk very specifically about what this means for us and go back to this book over and over and over again because this is precisely how they recovered. This is how they did it. And this is how I need to do it if I want to get the results they have. And then... This is one of our new um, uh, transcriptions that was just given to me recently is, since the original foreword of this book is written in 39, a wholesale miracle has taken place. So, do I believe in miracles? But coming in here, I might not. (laughs) I might not. But do you believe that I believe in miracles? And do I believe it's a miracle the way God has transformed my life? And that is a great question for all of us. Do I believe in miracles? Because we're going to see some. I mean, we're sitting in this room right now, right? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. I'm being forced to, to, to share. Okay, I had to obey my, my sponsor. But uh, let me tell you something. This is exciting. I love this stuff, man. This is, you know, like I, I just uh, get some strength in my, in my system now because obviously it's like we're doing the workshop, man, without some other stuff, but uh, this is, um, this is exciting. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, after I did this work, the way, you know, we're going to do it again, reading the book, uh, the experience, the experience that I have, and the way that I live now, is another, another 
person in me. I am not the same person that I was a few years ago. And this is thanks to this specific work. You know, I was in, in, in these rooms for many, many, many years before. And just like uh, Louis said before, I never read a book. You know, in the meetings that I went, we never did the steps. As a matter of fact, they didn't want us to do the steps. You know, and that's exactly what I was missing. You know, because without, you know, the, the book is the lifesaver, life you know. God sent us this book, you know, give it to Bill and just, we'll just obey God, you know. Because to me, it's the perfect book. I cannot put it away in the beginning. So this is a, um, uh, uh, I mean, I really, since Louis started reading it, I, I, I got excited. And, uh, and I can wait. You know, I only have one issue, I can't read. I always say that I cannot read, uh, but uh, I get brave enough, you know, to read, and, uh, and I'm gonna be sweating the day I share because I need to share, <laughs> but I, I'll be here sharing. So I, I gotta go pretty soon because my uh, mother-in-law is in the hospital, so I had to, to leave. So thank you, guys, I'll see you next week. Octavio Alcoholic. Yeah, I'm grateful to have this program and just grateful to be more open-minded because um, I can relate to that. In the beginning, um, my temporary sponsor at the time had mentioned before, like, self-knowledge will not save you, right? So I took that as no matter how much I know about the book, I hear people quote, and I've seen people that knew it in and out, man, they went out. So to me, um, I wanted to keep it simple for me, right? So, but now I'm just really grateful that I'm more open-minded and more willing. And definitely I've been working with others more and I've been reading the book. So I know that to me it has uh, providing a connection with God, I'm just gonna say, cause I feel a lot more spiritual in the last couple months. And, you know, no matter what, you know, just one of the key things that I, grasp from what Luis read right now is the fellowship, right? And that was something I was missing because from being surrounded from a lot of people and I'm going to say family and friends, uh, when I stopped drinking, I had to limit a lot of that, right? Because of the temptations and and now I'm able to show up to places and pay my respects if it's like a birthday party, things like that, and then know that I have to leave when I have to leave, right? It's not like all-nighters no more. But the fellowship is huge. And the unity, right? Um, working with others, service work, those are all key things that I, I've been grasping from, from this program. So again, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity, thankful for a way better life, man. I definitely, uh, no matter what situations happen, right? Because we know life keeps happening. Like, uh, uh, you know, and I mentioned this a lot, you know, I lost my mom eight years ago. I lost my dad, two, what, two and a half months ago. You know, I have some struggles with my son at one point, you know, and no matter what, you know, as long as I lean to this program and, and all you, you know, uh, has definitely got me uh, another day of sobriety. So thank you. All right, Sal, Sal, Sal Squatch, alcoholic. <laughs> um, thank you, Luis, for bringing us a uh, new style. I, I really like this approach to it. 
my question is, do we get, are we working our steps? Do we have to, you know, are we good? Can we do our steps through this? I'm joking. <laughs> um, you know, the, the key thing that I get out of the, the, the first part of the book is recover and how many different ways recover, recovery, recovered, recovering. Um, just in the preface alone, in the, in the second paragraph, there's recover twice in there. Now, if you go through the entire book and look how many times recover is in there, you'll be able to go ahead and knock out your honey-do list by painting the walls in, in highlighter because that's what I've been doing since I started working the steps. Every time I see recover in there, highlight it. Now, when I get done at step 12, I'm going to turn back around and count how many times. So when I'm done, just bear with me. I'm going to tell you guys how many exact number of times recover is in this book. Okay. And that's a key thing for us because a lot of us come into this thinking that we're, we're not able to recover. We are, we're down the dumps. We're going to, we're failures. You know, when we take what other people think of us and we hold it inside and that we're going to fail, but we do recover and it takes time to do it. But by going through the book and doing it the way that they're telling us to do it, that's our way of recovering. So we can set aside everything else that the outside is, is depicting us to be. And we're able to make ourselves better so we can become better in our community and help each other out, be closer to our families. But first and foremost, be better to ourselves because we were taking in poison. And now by reading this, we're giving out positive energy. And that's what I, what I get from this book. And that's what I get from coming to this meeting, these meetings is positive energy, you know? And it really means a lot to me because I can look at this and be like, I can relate, you know, I can relate how many times, um, you know, we shall be interested to hear from those who are getting results from this book, particularly from those who have commenced work with other alcoholics and it, it inspires us and it inspires me hearing from everybody else where they're at in the recovery and where they started and moving up because there is, there's nothing, nowhere to go but up. So keep pushing and keep reading the book and keep showing up. Thank you. Chori. <laughs> Hi everyone, Arlene Alcoholic. Um, I really love that you brought up that word. Uh, that word, to me, the word recover is the sound of freedom for me. And I think for many people, you hear recover and, and it's like this huge miracle when you're out there drinking and getting your little bumps on, um, recover, recovered, going into recovery. It, it, it's like a huge, far, far away miracle. And as you read the book and you see the words and you start to actually live them, oh my God, what a great freedom. 
I have a friend who is not an addict. She's not an alcoholic. Um, she comes to, I started coming to this church because of her. And we were so empowered. We're so empowered with Pastor Hosanna and teaching us how to see who we truly are. Um, but I see the difference in how she takes it on in her life. And with this book, with our book that we have, how in depth and real it becomes a part of my life. Cause you gotta go deep in the whole, you know, in your work and that whole rigorous truth it's not about anybody's truth but my own darn truth like get really really honest and real with me get uncomfortable get comfortable with being uncomfortable realizing who i who i've really been um you know just really getting raw with with myself and with my higher power um my my friend she continues to suffer over and over um she, she wants to control her son's outcome and he's already spiraling down a really bad path but she wants to control it she sent him to go live in in missouri i think and she's like calling the school for the dad because the dad hasn't called and and she's talking to the calendar like she wants to control everything that's going to happen in the school in Missouri when you already like gave your son to the dad to, you know, like he's got to do it now. Um, and she's got this really big blockage on truly accepting who she is because her, the relationship that she has with her mom, she's never heard her mom tell her that, yes, she is enough. So she keeps like striving for more and striving for more and and she's like no i i'm gonna go back i'm gonna get my masters and i and and i'm glad and i and i'm proud of her for wanting to you know do more but i can also see the um the never ending being satisfied and fulfilled and joyful of what she already has um and with all the huge obstacles that she's had in in her life and she comes in she services at at church like all day the 9 11 and and 1 p.m service and you know it, it's just like a whole lot because she just wants to continue to fill herself and so when i you know i i listen to her i try to be supportive with her i try to share a little um but she's like oh no i'm not an addict i i you know so then i i back off and like mm -hmm. okay you know because because you got to respect other people but I'm just feel so blessed to that we have this. Uh, this is a woman that's like she has a bachelor's degree. I didn't finish ninth grade. Um, you know, she only has two kids. I have four. Uh, she, you know, she's got so much going for herself. Um, she was on the news like two weeks, helping with the homeless and stuff. She's she's just this great, phenomenal woman. But she can't see it and she can't enjoy it because there's like a blockage. But when I gather everything that I that I get from church and and the way I dug deep into my workshop, then it like clicks, it fully clicks. And I can fully realize 
he, you know, even irregardless of what my social economic status is, I can still see the really grand woman that I am. And I am like still overfilled with joy with the huge amount that I have in my life compared to where I was. Hmm. Um, so it's just a huge blessing. If you guys haven't done the workshop, I please do it. it it's it's just life changing. It'll connect. You'll connect with yourself and God on on a whole entirely different level. Thank you. Thank you. My name's Jason. I'm recovered drug addict and alcoholic. Recovered. I want to touch on a couple things. Um, doesn't mean I'm cured. Doesn't mean I'm not an alcoholic. The book says once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. There's a giant debate in AA society about recovered. That's why a lot of guys in here don't say it anymore. They believe it. They believe it. They feel it. But they don't even want to talk about it anymore. Why? Recovered. The definition of recovered is a return to a normal state of health, mind, and body. It says nothing about not being an alcoholic. So when the debate comes up, that's what you can say, that I've just returned to a normal state of mind, body, and health because I'm not loaded all the time anymore. And more important, because I have a personal relationship with God. That's why, because I have a personal relationship with God that I didn't have before. I didn't have as a result of taking these steps, as a result of this process, this program, this fellowship, these people recovered. It's okay. Be proud of it. Announce it to your fellows, to your friends. That's what we are here. That's why we come here, right? That's what the book says. It's like Sal said, if you study that book, and you believe, it says in the doctor's opinion, that you can believe anything these people say about themselves. Do I, what do we transcribe? Do I believe? Do I believe? Do I believe? Well, here's the question. Do you believe you're recovered? Then let the world know you're recovered. Because I know you guys are recovered, right? Another thing we do, which, see, I believe this is the basic text. I'm not, like... BBA is better than every, this is the basic text. This is Alcoholics Anonymous, the program's right there. We dig a little deeper. I think the biggest thing is we ask ourselves a lot of questions and we are forced to write down the answers to those questions. And through that, this experience comes backed up with this awesome inventory process that goes way in depth. Aside from that, it is in that book. It was written in the 30, that's the program, that's the process, the basic text. Something that I really enjoyed that we do was the circle and triangle that we put in the book and the, the front page, on the title page, right? And that's what we're talking about tonight, those first few pages. It's an ancient symbol that is mind, body, and spirit, right? And AA borrowed it, and they put it in the book. And then in 75, in the third edition, when they went to the fourth edition, they had to pull it out because of copyright infringement. So... They didn't want to pay money and get lawyers and fight, so they let it go. Where is it now? It's on our every token. Every token, everybody gets circle and triangle. We talk about it a lot in here, which is awesome. Mind, body, spirit. Unity, service, recovery, right? Unity being this. Ask yourself the question, do I have a home group? Do I have a commitment at that home group? Right? That's my unity, my fellowship. How am I connecting with you guys? That's so important. Right? 
recovery? Am I actively working the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, even if I've been through them? Am I incorporating it into my life every day, all the time? Only you can answer that question. And service. If the program isn't the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, but taking somebody through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, where are you in the program? And if you're in the middle of your steps, I hope you're on your way there because that's the goal, right? And if I can be whole everywhere, God's in my life, I can be recovered. Yeah, right? And then the last thing I want to touch on that he read, and they pulled it out. It was in the first edition of the big book, but it's gone now, is the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. We transcribe later on in the book that that's not going to keep me sober, right? There's a little more required than that. But what I've learned on my relapse and part of conceding to my innermost self was that there was a lack of an honest desire to stop. Honest desire to stop is part of me conceding to my innermost self that I want this. All the willpower, all the desire in the world and the most honest of honest desires aren't going to keep me sober. But it has to be a beginning for me. I can't half-ass it. And I did and I, and I used again. I used again. It's not just what they say today is the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. Well, when Bill first wrote the book, he wrote the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. Why they pull it out? Because nobody can have an honest desire. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <clears throat> and sometimes you find out through relapse. So, great program, great book, basic text. I guess that means we all bring big books to the meeting from here on out. All right. Thanks. All around, colleagues. Good evening, everybody. Luis, that's amazing news, man. You know, and I think you should announce it to everybody, man, because this is like starting a workshop. You know, it's an every, every, every week type of workshop with different opinions, man. You're going to have a bunch of guys giving the workshop. I mean, this is an amazing experience, man, to have Luis that has done it many times, my Miguel, I mean, everybody that has done the work is to, to come up here and to tell them, to tell you their experience on the big book, man. That's, it's, it's, it's cute. I think it's a huge thing. Uh, all the recordings and the postcards are gonna be amazing, man. Uh, big, big, um, big advice: bring your big books and bring a pen because there's gonna be a lot of wealth. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of wisdom and a lot of uh, God is gonna be showing up in the in every meeting. I think every Monday. So, thank you, Luis. Este, and you know what? I can the wholesale miracle, wholesale miracle. I have done this workshop many times in my life, and every time I look at that, it's a wholesale miracle. Just think about that. I mean, I have heard newcomers here and everybody here to tell me where they were when they first got here, man. If that's not a miracle, what is it? You know? My, Luis was just talking about the workshop that we finished, man. We're touching people all over the world, man. All over the world. And they, in turn, are doing the workshops in their own countries, man. They have done many of them. I have a guy in Querétaro that has done like six in three years. And they're eager and willing to spread the message of the big book all over the world. And people are recovering. People are recovered. 
you know, and the most important or the most gratifying thing for me when I give a workshop or when I sponsor anybody is for me to be able to bring him to the love of God. Because that's where it's at, man. A wholesale miracle. And that's what I have seen happen in these rooms. There's no way in the world that I can be what I am on my own. I tried really hard for 47 years. I gave it my best shot, my best thinking, my best effort, my best everything. I didn't try as hard as at anything, but at life, of being happy, being at peace, being serene, loving myself, being able to shave, look at myself in the mirror, man, just little things. I tried really hard. I made a lot of money. I married twice. I had kids. I, I traveled the world. You tell me what I have done. I have done it all. And guess what? The spiritual malady was still with me. I was still not miserable, man. When you have a shitload of money, you're, you're not miserable. You're having fun. <laughs> but you have an emptiness inside of you, man, that you know that. You know, I mean, you're, you're with a lot of people and do a lot of stuff, but you still feel empty. And I had to be able right now to take a nap in my house, man, for an hour and wake up without guilt, remorse. You know, to be able to be with my kids, look at them in their face and don't be ashamed anymore. Right? Thank God for what I have. You know, accepting the God's will and trying to have some peace. Forgetting about duality and comparing myself with somebody that has millions of dollars and I don't have them or they have certain things that I don't have today and be okay with that. That's a miracle. We're reading a book and it says that a miracle is a change in perception. And that change in perception is brought by the Holy Spirit. That's what the book says. And think about it, man. Isn't the alcoholic all of us what we are sick of is our perception? Whatever happens in the world, just not enough for me. So I have to alter it. And then I feel unhappy and I have to be loaded in order for me to have power to live my life. So wholesale miracle. I mean, today I'm extremely grateful with God. I, I, I go on and off, on and off, on and off, you know? Sometimes I, I know he's here, I feel him in my heart. I know that he's, in other days I doubt him. It's just, I'm a, I've been called the doubting Thomas a lot by my friends. But that's life. But even like that, I keep on coming to the same thing. My life has been a miracle. The life of the people that I have been blessed to work with it's a miracle. I mean, I just finished the workshop and the comments that I get, the lives that, that, that we through the workshop have been able to touch. It's amazing, man. To have people with no self-esteem at all, with, with fear, they, 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 was, they were afraid of speaking. They're doing workshops on their own. Broken homes, and now they're back with their wives and with their kids. And if for one minute we think that we had anything to do with that, man. I guess that's why I relapsed last time, because I thought I did it all. And when vulnerability hit and spiritual matter was back, I couldn't deal with it again, so I drank. So that's all I can say. I mean, I've been recovered through the power and the grace of God. The only thing that I did was this workshop. I have done it many times. I stayed humble and willing, but all the work, man, has been done for me. Thank you. Okay, back to Shorty. Bernie, recovering alcoholic. Recovered. I agree. Recovered. I've been recovered for a year, two months, two weeks today. 
And it feels amazing, straight up. It feels amazing. I'm doing the right thing because I want to, not because I have to. And um, I do believe in miracles. I'm standing here as a miracle. You guys are here as miracles. You know, um, man, you know, life is a blessing. You know, I never, you know, for me to talk like this, I mean, it's, it's amazing straight up. Because uh, I never talked about good stuff, blessings, gratefulness. I mean, especially being thankful for anything. You know, God has done a miracle job with me. These, these rooms, the Salvation Army, man, has given me life. I never had life. I was trapped. I was in this cycle for 38 years that I, can't fi I couldn't find the door. I couldn't find the way out. I was shackled, man. I was chained up, man. But the program, fellowship, the book, the Bible broke all that. Helped me broke, break all that. You know, the love, the love, the respect I get out of my, my brothers in the Salvation Army, I never had it like that. I never felt love like that. From, that came from a bunch of strangers that became my friends, that became my brothers. You know, that's amazing. You know, that brotherly love, it's, it's, it's good. You know, I moved out of the, I moved out of facilities this Friday and I'm at the, um, I'm at the bridge house. Boy, it's little, it's tough, you know, cause I have a lot of time to myself and your mind can, can go crazy. And um, my thing is, man, I'm doing what I'm so used to doing, continue praying going to my classes, going to meetings, talking about me, about the program, how it works, how it can help. I need to keep doing that because I don't want to get sidetracked. I just want to keep going straight. You know, like today I, I showed up at uh, Bible studies at the ARC and um, they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, hey, I, I need it. You know, I need to hear it. Just because I moved out doesn't mean I gotta stop doing the things I'm so used to doing. That's what keeps me focused. I wanna stay focused. I wanna keep doing the right thing. You know, um, God's done a lot for me. The program has done a lot for me. The book has done a lot for me. I have peace. I have a life. I have joy. Something I've never felt. Never. I'll be honest, I never felt that. I never had a life. And boy, do I have one today. You know, um, working the steps. Man, gave me freedom. Freedom. I got freedom. I don't have to look over my shoulder no more. I pray for everything now. And I don't even have to worry about nothing. You know, today I'm the driver of my life, not my life driving me anymore because of my pride. You know, today my life is my message and my message is my life now because I can tell people about what I used to be and who I am today. That's a miracle. Because, man, I was a dirtbag, big time. And today, I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation. And I love you guys. And keep coming. Right. Take a nice right. one. Jonathan, alcoholic, addict. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to get better at this kind of thing. I'm not, you know, too good at speaking. It's kind of one of my nervous points. But, um. Um, the big book, man, the big book, big book, that's like, that's like my art of war, you know, book, like, that's like, 
resonates with me. And um, I've been in and out of the rooms for like 20 years now. Um, try to work the steps, or, you know, thought I worked the steps before, you know, did the program before and, and, um, and had sponsors before. And just honestly, like, I, I was just always all those times thinking that, um, that you know, just kind of just faking it, you know thinking that my way is still going to get me out and uh tripping out like you know because i'm on my fourth step right now for the first time i'm like you know because for so long i, I would be like you know I'm, I'm i'm i got a good heart you know i think i'm a good person you know um you know so i just do dumb things you know that's just me but you know i'm still i'm still good at heart but like really doing that inventory dude like honestly for the first time and like writing things out and really digging into the like the big book and, and just like I'm like man dude like I, I was a wretch man like I was I was really really just rotten you know like in my own will and I gotta accept that you know because like I didn't I thought that you know I mean I knew I was bad but like really doing like writing out and doing inventory like it's hit me for the first time because like all the times I've done the steps before I never did them honestly like I thought it was just kind of BS to be honest you know and um like um, I got that little willingness to to do it right, you know, to do it honestly at least, um, and so doing that it just tripped me out because it hit me just in these last few days, just really digging into inventory, just like, wow, dude, like you really really need to work on yourself, like at the core, you know, and um, the big book to me, it's uh, there's power in that book, you know, doc, you know, Bill's story, doctor's opinion, like it's 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 a trip like how that was written back in the 30s and, and it's still like just relates to everything in my life to this day you know and um and so yeah you know i appreciate you guys doing this workshop for the big book because that's where the real that's where it's at you know there's power in that book and um and yeah just thank you for hearing me If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe at eastlakebba.com. You can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the East Lake Big Book Awakening Podcast.